What's up everyone and welcome to episode 74 of the Justin Insight Podcast, a show where I, Tim Burtbeck, speak to people in the alternative music world and find out what makes them tick. Uh, how's everyone doing? I hope everyone's well. Uh, got to admit, I'm a little bit knackered. Uh, don't know why, I just feel super exhausted at the moment. Um, it's not even like I'm busy at work or anything, I, just, I don't know, just feel a bit down and out recently. Um, I think I'm get suffering from severe holiday blues. Um, but I will soon be out in the field camping again as I'm going to Art Tangent this coming Thursday, which I will talk a bit more about uh, towards the end of the show. Um, yeah, I'm just going to have a quick sort of roundup of how things are going with me, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about today. Sorry. As I say, I feel quite knackered. Um but past week, uh, when I saw Power Trip in London, and holy shit, that band have carved the, themselves out their own little groove. Uh, it was cool to see the uh, Underworld in Camden absolutely rammed, packed. Uh, and it wasn't just full of little mosh goblins either. Everyone was there just to have a, a really good time. Um, and yeah, the the sort of mixture that Power Trip played of like tracks was like old and new was, was awesome. Uh, something which made me extremely happy. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday, God, that does show how burnt out I am. Uh, my band uh, played with a load of metal bands as part of the Swarmfest annual Aldea. Annual? No, inaugural. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. Um, it was pretty fun. It was the first time that I've ever played uh, the big room in my hometown venue of the Wedged Rooms, which was, was loads of fun for me, apart from... The sound guy didn't really seem to know how to mix our sound, so at points I couldn't hear a single thing, I couldn't even hear the drums, all I could hear was myself, which I hate hearing, um, so that was a, a bit of a downer, but everyone seemed to sort of give us decent feedback, which which is always a positive. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my week roundup. Um, let's get into this week's guest, and it's the last of the episodes that I recorded at 2000 Trees. Uh, this week I am joined by Mercedes, Phoenix and Brandon, the trio better known as Courage My Love. Uh, we talk about them growing up in Canada, uh, how the three of them ended up meeting and writing music together, uh, why they're keen to kind of keep the, the pop and catchy element to their music but still have those heavy riffs and heavy grooves, um, and also what it was like to, to finally leave Canada and, and sort of go explore the world. So yeah, that's... That's what this episode is going to all be about, so please sit back, enjoy the chat I have with Courage My Love, and I'll see you on the other side. Go. Cool. Uh, sat in 2000 Trees with the trio known as Courage My Love. Uh, after an absolutely incredible set this, this morning, oh, thank you. Um, how was the experience for you guys? It was awesome. Like, it's our first time here yeah. in, in 2000 Trees, and we didn't know what to expect, but it's our first festival ever in the UK. Okay. So it's just been an amazing experience. Like, the crowd was so great, the vibe and the energy was so great. I wish I could do it all over again. <laughs> like, uh, I was going to say, you guys look like you were having like, the best time, so yeah. I think that kind of obviously fed back to, to the crowd, and uh. it was just sort of... That kind of 30 minutes wasn't long enough. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just went out there for three hours, man. It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> and 
As I said before, I hit the record button. The show is called Just an Insight, so I like to get an insight into what gets my guests ticking, basically. So, um, Sadie's and Phoenix, obviously, twin sisters, I'll start yeah. with you guys. How did you kind of get into alternative music to, to start Because I'm going to guess a similar path being twins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, from a young age, always very into music. We started taking music lessons, and, you know, it just seemed like it clicked right away, and it just... It was never like a decision, like oh, we want to do music. It yeah. just always seemed to be the path that okay. was like set for us. So it's been sort of a thing since we were really young. And yeah. being sisters, we have an advantage like we can write songs together, yeah. we we'll sing together, we do almost everything together. <laughs> it's kind of like the only thing I'm really good at. Everything else <laughs> I like can't. I don't really. I don't excel at at all. So. I'm kind of stuck doing music, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Music is the, the one, yeah. But what, was there anything in particular that kind of gravitated you towards alternative music in particular? Well, I mean, where we're all from, we're from a town in Canada called Kitchener, Ontario. Right. So the scene there is very... Um, it was when we were growing up. It was really like metal and punk and hardcore. Okay, cool. So we were never, you know, heavy or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think just having those roots really kind of sort of being surrounded by it. Yeah, so, yeah, it just sort of like seemed like the vibe, and it was always there, you know. So even when we were playing sort of our pop punk and very like poppy shows and stuff, we'd be the band that brought that vibe right, and then okay. everyone else would be like really heavy and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But in a way, you know, those bands really took us under their wing. Oh, that's cool. And sort of showed us the ropes. You weren't sort of the, no, the ugly dogs. No, man, I mean, when we were starting, we were like 14 or something, you know, just playing shows for fun and we were like all these like really tough sort of tattooed like metal yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was in a few metal bands. Yeah, Brandon was in a lot of metal bands like growing up but we were like you know they were very welcoming and I think they just the fact that there were like some young girls playing shows I yeah, think yeah. they were very like oh yeah let's show like let's definitely like yeah, show yeah. them what's up and all that stuff so yeah we got lucky it was really good and Brendan how did you kind of sort of get into it in the metal bands but there must have been sort of a, a jumping off point oh my dad got me into music when I was like super young like had me listen to Alice in Chains when I was like oh, nice. two so years that's good, old. Good anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just kind of been playing guitar for like so many years and just, you know, got really into the scene, the local scene, and just um, being on stage really intrigued me. So. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I just really wanted to do that, and that's really what I focused on for so many years. So is that how you guys met? Was sort of like playing those those early shows and being part of the, the scene in. Yeah, because the scene, I mean, back then, it felt like if you were the biggest band in our city, you were, like, you know, taking over or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you were the biggest band in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so we were, we would, it, it was this type of vibe where, like, everyone would go to every show that happened. Right, it didn't okay. matter, like, what venue. Everyone was just sort of always there. So you see the same faces every time you go. And he was in a lot of bands, you know, we played with some of them, and then we would also just go and watch a lot of his right, bands okay. all the time. So we always like knew of each other. Yeah. And then originally we had another bass player, okay. and he wanted to like, go to school and kind of, you know, like music was more of sort of a hobby for right. him. So then when he left, we, uh, 
like the first person that popped into my mind. So I started tearing up. Yeah. It was just like literally, I think, you know, after, right after we sort of talked to him and we kind of went separate ways, I texted Lockwood and I was like, yo, like, do you play bass? <laughs> it ended up working out. I play whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and in terms of kind of the, the influences that kind of you guys have as a band, like what kind of got you sort of where you are now? Say, friendly you mentioned Alice in Chains, but what sort of influences drive you personally in terms of what the sort of music that you like to like to play now? Uh, I feel like it's constantly changing, you know, like I'm very open. We're all open-minded to yeah. like new music and just a variety of music. So it's really great to grab inspiration from every type of influence and like saying that drives you and makes you feel good it's yeah. kind of what we like gravitate towards and for yourself Phoenix anything that kind of I mean I think he said it you know it's like I think if you're a musician you ju- you can find something cool in pretty much any genre yeah. so I think it for us right now we're learning that just a good song is a good song is a good song you know what I mean so songs that really hit home lyrics that you can relate to and just melodies that are creative so I think just being it's really important as a musician to be a fan of music yeah so you're always listening to new stuff you're always kind of exposing yourself to inspirations and that's what we try to do we try and just kind of check out a lot of different artists and just get Inspired. Yeah. 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 And in terms of Courage My Love, like when you guys first started, what was the kind of vision? Because obviously the, the sound that you've got now, it's kind of rocky but electronic, it's pop but it's heavy. So there's obviously a lot going on there. But when you first sort of set out the band, was there anything that you kind of, was there a vision of where you wanted it to go? Like how did that kind of conversation start? I mean, when we started, you you know, you always think that it's going to be one thing, and it <laughs> yeah. usually doesn't work out that way. So we originally were just really into like pop punk and stuff like that, you know, like Blink 182, all yeah, of that, yeah. you know, as a three piece, you know. Um, and then now, I think just having traveled, having met a lot of other artists, and just kind of being exposed to different types of music. We really try not to limit ourselves. We try and be more eclectic, and especially our new stuff. It's a lot more refined, and I think we sort of found our strengths finally. And we can kind of, you know, even just like guitar-wise, Lockwood isn't just tied down to the bass anymore. He's playing guitar. He's I was playing say, bass. Today, running around, picking up various different yeah. <laughs> Phoenix is like, you know, she's playing drums, but she also is a really amazing programmer. She programs a lot of our stuff, so she's doing synth stuff and beats and. She's singing a lot of harmonies. And then for me, you know, it's been really fun getting to sort of try some different things vocally. And uh, yeah, we're just all, you know, I think we really found our sound with our yeah. new songs that are coming out. So. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you've nearly been about nearly 10 years, is that correct? It's, yeah, it's coming up on 10 years. So since 2011, which means we've been a band for seven years, which is yeah. pretty, it's pr- almost yeah, that's I hate, I hate it. Like I get anxiety <laughs> thinking about it. I'm like, oh shit, this sucks. <laughs> but in terms of kind of that, that longevity, like obviously there's a lot of people here that maybe have heard you for the for the first time. But in terms of you've obviously had that sort of vibe to get you over to here to the UK. So how have you personally seen yourselves grow and the band grow? I mean, at, at this point, 
I, like, I'm just speaking for everyone, I guess, but I would say, like... I like when you do that. The, the band has almost become, like, a manifestation of our personalities okay. because we have been at it for so long and it has been a part of us since we were teenagers and everything, yeah, yeah. you know, so I can't... It's hard to, for me to really say where I end and where, like, the music and... It's almost like I can't tell if we made the band or if the band kind of made us type yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's... It's really hard to say like what we would be like if we weren't in a band. I, I just think you know the music's like a never-ending roller coaster, so you never see an end. It just keeps going. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like on this, and you don't even think about getting off of it. It's just <laughs> yeah. like you're just like this is cool. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I swear to God, it, even if we never blow up, we'll just be like the Rolling Stones and we'll just play forever. Cause we, <laughs> like, we love it. So. And in terms of, as you said, this is your first festival here in the UK, but when was the first time that you ventured out of Canada? How long ago was that? So actually, so random, before we went to the US even, we w played Japan. Oh, wow. And that was in 2012, 2013, yeah, something yeah. like that. So maybe like two years after. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, we spent a lot of time growing a fan base in Canada, writing music and putting it out there and kind of, you know, just trying to get some hype I guess and then we went to Japan and it was like it was like we'd been a band for years already yeah, like, the, yeah. we, like the fans there are just amazing so that was the first time and that was probably the most drastic you know leap we could yeah, have yeah, gone cool. to right and from there you know we went to the US two years ago we started coming to the UK yeah. and mainland Europe and stuff so it's now we really just want to keep going all, in all directions, just all over yeah, the world, yeah. and, and just see what the vibe is. But obviously, you said that sort of leap going because obviously most people think Canada, US is the, mm. the normal thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So was that quite a daunting thing, especially like culturally as well? Japan couldn't be further away oh from Canada. Sort of thing. It was insane. I mean, that was really inspiring too, and just also. Yeah, like you said, the culture shock is insane. It's so different and I don't know, it's just it's just a really cool reminder that no matter where you go and the different cultures and the different area you're in, music is, seems to be the one thing. Yeah. Like even if you don't speak the language, you can communicate so well through music. Yeah. That in itself is an affirmation that what we're doing is important, you know, not just to us, but to other people and yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned kind of like the importance of it being cheaper to, to other people and I read somewhere that obviously that you'd like you want your music to kind of feel sort of like emotionally empowering to, mm. to people and you said on stage today like be yourself be who you want to be so mm. do you feel that like nowadays I think because there's so much going on people are sort of finding their own identities trying different things and stuff do you think that message may be more important now than it ever has been? I think so. It's a hard lesson to learn and I just, like I love social media, I love that it lets you sort of connect with your fans and if, if it weren't for social media we probably wouldn't have fans in the UK and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. so it's like you can't really diss it. Well you got Spotify. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> At the same time though I do feel like there's so much out there and you're comparing yourself to so many different people because the nature of it is you always are you're like addicted to validation, it seems like. So yeah, I, yeah. I think now, you know, kids growing up with that are gonna 
find it really hard to discover their own identity in a way. And there's so many different sources sort of telling you and you know force feeding you into what you should be. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm just learning this now is like how important it is to sort of trust yourself and you know find your own identity because you you really do become a much happier person when you find it. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I do think it's an important message. For and in terms of kind of going backwards a little bit, like where you guys are now, obviously 2000 Trees is kind of considered one of the UK's like bigger sort of alternative festivals. That's cool. As you say, like your music kind of isn't necessarily on the heavy end of the spectrum, but it's kind of got that vibe on it. So do you feel that an audience that has the tendency to go towards the heavier end of the spectrum are more drawn to you or have you found that all around the world that people kind of maybe the electronic fans go to you in some aspects some of the popular fans go to you in some aspects that's a good question <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's, it comes full circle because it's like maybe because we grew up in a more alternative scene yeah for whatever reason we've just always kind of had those type of people enjoy or like relate to our music so whatever it is maybe it's the lyrics maybe it's something in the music but it's I, it's true that we've always kind of been in the alternative scene no matter how you know poppy we get which yeah. I'm actually kind of grateful for because I think it's a really cool scene so <laughs> all down. Yeah. fans are not fickle like you know like pop fans are very open-minded which is awesome but I feel like if you can win over alternative fans, yeah. they're like a fan for life. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. good to be in both worlds. Yeah. I feel like it comes really with like the emotion on stage as well. It's like it draws that alternative crowd because I hear constantly like it's heavier live than it is on the album yeah, kind of yeah. thing, right? Which is like cool because we really get to be ourselves on stage. It's mm -hmm. awesome. And in terms of kind of where you are at the moment, like. I keep going back to sort of like the poppy elements, but your songs are catchy as hell. Oh, like, they get stuck in your head. So, is that a conscious thing that you you want to sort of have that element that you can have fans sing back to you, or is it just because of the way that you've grown up with fans like Blink One Eight Two sort of thing that is it's, that? It's weird because I think we've just even with our older stuff that was maybe more alternative sounding, we've always kind of just been a melodic band. Yeah. Like, so. I don't know, just the older we get, we just try to write better songs and it, with that comes, I guess, like the catchiness and kind of like the earwormy kind yeah, of melodies yeah. or whatever. And we're all a fan of, like we, like I said, we're all music fans yeah. as well as musicians. So uh, the, lo the more you kind of expose yourself to and the more you hear, you really appreciate good song structure and just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like melodies that stick with you and that are memorable and yeah. stuff. So yeah, it's definitely something that we try to yeah, get yeah. and we're trying to always just get better at writing that kind of stuff. So. And in terms of sort of the where you guys are going now, obviously you said this is your first sort of UK festival. Mm. Is it just a case of that you want to sort of go bigger and better in, in terms of both live performance, music, because as I say, your music has evolved over the years and things like that. So is it just kind of finding that next step up in, in the niche that is Courage My Love? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, ever since we were kids, we wanted to be like rock stars and stadiums <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. But at the same time, like it's good to have ambition, but I think it's really important to appreciate where you are and appreciate the journey. Because if it that way, if it never gets to that point, you're still happy doing what you're doing. Yeah. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all kind of have an agreement between the three of us that, like, 
if it stops being fun, that's when you decide that you're not going to do it anymore. So I kind of leave it up to our team, you know, like our managers and our booking agent. They can <laughs> yeah. worry about like growing the band. Yeah, of course. Let yeah, us yeah. just, you know, do, do the, the music. The music. Yeah. So. Touring's really fun, so. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, hell yeah. And <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I'm going to bring things right back to, to the beginning. Obviously, you said the scene in, in Canada was like, you kind of went out to every show and things like that. In terms of sort of going back there now, are you, obviously I don't know anything about the Canadian scene, but are you kind of considered like the darlings of your hometown because you've gone out and sort of I don't know, <laughs> maybe. I think there's a lot, I think there's love there. Like, yeah. it's weird in Canada, you kind of have to like, kind of have to it's like when you're a kid and then you move to college and then you come back and people respect you because you've like come back so I think we kind of had to sojourn out to the rest of the world and then when we came back there was like this respect like they're not a local band anymore they're yeah, an international yeah. band now yeah. so yeah we definitely have love in Canada Canadian fans never forget that you're Canadian, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're always like, yeah, they're from Canada. Did you know that? Did you know Ellen Page is Canadian? Like they're, always, they're always like reminding you of like who's Canadian. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. But I think, yeah, it took like going away and then coming back to sort of gain that appreciation that we're more than just a local band. Yeah. We go outside of Canada. Cool. So. And how I like to, to round things off, guys, is to ask you what your favorite Courage My Love song is, but with a twist. So, what is your favorite Courage My Love, Love song you'd like to play live and why? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pick like a favorite. You, you start. Yeah. No, Brendan first. Yeah. Uh, tough Love. Yeah. Yeah. Is reason? Um, when the crowd's really into it, I usually just jump out into that and I like to be passed get, get around involved. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get involved in that, so it's fun. He likes to crowd surf. It's yeah. kind of scary. It's <laughs> scary for me watching. <laughs> uh, I always wave at you. For yeah. <laughs> I like Two-Headed Monster because it kind of has a hip-hop beat and yeah. like I love rap and like hip-hop, so nice. it's really fun to try to play it on yeah, drums. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You know what? Never Gonna Change is always fun. It is like a pop banger and yeah. like to a lot of people who maybe just aren't listening to it, it might seem like it's kind of substanceless because it's got this like mm, Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But I just love hearing like because we have a very diverse fan group. I love seeing yeah. really young girls screaming like, I'm never gonna change for you. I love seeing like 40 year old men being like, I'm never gonna change for you. It's yeah. like, I just love hearing a crowd of people kind of sing that yeah. back because that's what it's all about. So yeah, I like that one. Perfect, <laughs> guys, thank you very much. And hopefully we'll see you back here in next year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cheers, guys, thank you. So there we have it folks, thanks again to Phoenix, Mercedes and Brandon for their time and having a chat with me at 2000 Trees. Courage My Love will be back over in Europe and the UK in November, um, starting in Belgium. Uh, I will put the the link to the dates in the description of this podcast as always, um, as well as all the social media platforms where you can find the band and keep up to date with what they're doing. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, festival season rolls on for us here at the Justin Insight podcast, uh, and we are off to Art Tangent Festival tomorrow, uh, which is just outside Bristol. Um, not 100% sure if we're going to be doing a review episode for this, uh, as a lot of people that I knew that was 
going have now pulled out. Um, but we'll wait and see what happens. I've arranged some some interviews, so there will definitely be band interviews coming out of that. Some of which, which I'm rather excited for. One of which the bands have one of my favourite records of this year so far. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, so yeah, that's something to keep an eye out for the upcoming weeks. Uh, but for now, everyone, thank you again for listening to the Justin Insight podcast, and I will see you soon. Mm-hmm.